Welcome back to the Speedy Aerocast. I'm your host, Dan Morin, and I am joined by my good friends at Team Speedy Aerocast. Mr. Guy English is here. Hello. And Mr. John Moltz is here. Hi. And we are joined <laughs> by a very special guest for this week's installment of the Aerocast. Coming in from Central City or wherever she lays her head these days, our good friend Lisa Schmeiser is here. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. What a great welcome. I'm so happy to be on this podcast. We are so happy to have you. Uh, And we called you here for a very specific reason. I believe this was Guy's suggestion. So I'll let him Mm -hmm. explain why we uh, why we invited you here this week. Well, there's there's two reasons. There's the actual legitimate reason. And then there's sort of a joke (laughs) reason. And the joke reason is that we have a lady on the show on Arrow who is a now a superhero so we need to understand that <laughs> the lady invited onto the show because otherwise we just can't wrap our heads around that Wait, really, i don't just, understand she's, it's just she's pure science it's just pure science <laughs> the other, but the real reason is that uh you're a big birds of prey fan yes yes i was especially the gail simone run um ed bennis yeah. did good work but gail simone is my my one and only for birds of prey so yeah she's, so yeah She's great. So anyway, yeah, so I wanted you to have you on because I know a little bit about the Huntress, but not enough to to, to determine to, if this is an accurate portrayal of the character as seen in the, the comics. So with the caveat that um, like a lot of the women who slide into the DC universe through the, the, the Batman gateway, um, she is defined first and foremost by like her relationship to dudes and all that. Um, <laughs> well, it, it, it is. And you see this a bit in the show where it's all, I've become this dark creature of the night because my father killed my fiance. And now I'm engaged to this elaborate cat's paw with my dad, because I've just never really considered directly killing him. Um, <laughs> right. Until the end. But anyway, we'll get to that. We'll I know. Get we'll that. get to that. Yeah. Um, but one of the strongest things they do, uh, Gail Simone does, is is her run of Birds of Prey essentially rehabbed like a dozen different female characters in the DC universe, and Huntress was among them. And one of the core messages is that it's okay to embrace those parts of you that you have to let, that make you a vigilante or a superhero. But a woman's got to have a code, and a woman's got to have girlfriends because these are the people who will have your back. And um, these are the people who will help you check in with who you are. So That's great, because a lot of Batman mythology is, um, and like, sadly so, obviously, littered mm-hmm. with unrealized female characters who are, yeah. there is a trope in one way or another, often. Mm-hmm. Like, Barbara yeah. Gordon actually gets fleshed out and made a much more interesting character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, and yeah. that's like the greatest thing about the Gail Simone run on Birds of Prey is you see how Barbara Gordon, uh, first she builds a business and then she rebuilds an identity for herself as the superhero she can be now as opposed to the superhero she wanted to be. And mm-hmm. a lot of the series has her trying to admit to herself that she's having a hard time letting go of those expectations. Uh, so in a way the series rehabs Babs. Um, it definitely rehabs Dinah because it turns her from, from being this directionless, uh, punchy, punchy lady to somebody who, <laughs> yeah, to somebody who, who is legitimately a force for leadership in the justice league at large. You know, she becomes her best self. And so does, um, so does Huntress, um, Hel- Helena. And so do a host of other people who just kind of, join the birds of prey for for a few episodes or, or many episodes as the case may be even catman gets rehabbed which, <laughs> yeah. wow. wait, wait right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not i'm not up on that one <laughs> yeah um so so anyway i really like there are a bunch of trades from from gail simone i think they're probably available via third party on amazon at this point but i, I encourage people to pick them up just because the way that she lays down the stories and it's not um let's do our hair and it's like an hbo special type of thing like it's still com- <laughs> it's it's still comics and so yeah. they fail as much as they succeed and there are challenges that they may not be up to and there are a lot of cameos from like the the, the big hitters in the dc universe but anyway birds of prey is, is a great book 
Over the course of that book, I grew to like Helena a whole lot more because my first exposure to her had actually been through the Justice League mm-hmm. um, TV series. And there, once again, it's Huntress is a chip on her shoulder and a relation and, and like interactions with Batman that are thorny. And <laughs> yeah. it was, and it was kind of a reflection of her introduction in the comics. So. She might she might have a chip on her shoulder in this episode. Yeah. She, <laughs> oh, she, yeah. oh no, she's got like a Home Depot lumber section. <laughs> she's, on her two and, by four. Know, she's carrying stacks of lumber. Yeah. Well, what was funny was when I was watching this, and um, this is something that hit me with the early seasons of Arrow, as opposed to what the show has grown into, is. Um, and especially in the first and second season is you have a lot of lady characters on arrow who really could like use a girlfriend or just friends Mm. period. They're Mm. terribly isolated and always just seen in relationship to Oliver. And um, one of the notes I made when I was watching these two episodes was what Helena needs is a good girlfriend to tell her that like her, that, that, that plan B would be better than whatever this plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They kind of give Laurel, Laurel almost has, cause she has her coworker and friend, at yeah. the legal clinic but other than that yeah the the women don't tend to get a lot of no. screen time together other than not i guess more early and seasons Thea. yeah yeah no, i mean not yeah. nearly seasons like one of the things that i really like about how arrow does change and acknowledge its chemistry is like over time thea legitimately be, legitimately becomes friends with felicity and and yeah. a couple other people and felicity is friends with dinah and i love the relationship that pops up between um Talia and assorted assorted people, you know, <laughs> where she's having milkshakes. And um <laughs> I, I think that and like that takes a little bit of time to develop and this show was still it's it's show is still in like the first third of its first season. Mm-hmm. But when I was watching, I was like, wow, you know, things would have gone so differently for Helena if even even it was just like a, a posse of mob princesses from the Sopranos, like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Like get your revenge by draining your dad's accounts and moving to to <laughs> Coast City or something. You know, there's... yeah, it feels like she could have been friends with that woman who comes by to mourn. Um... Uh, the guy name? she Nick. killed, yeah, yes. the guy. and she's like, "Oh, he was like a brother to me." Yeah, like, well, maybe if you two had hung out a little bit more, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. like, "That I was poor, like, you yeah. poor Hilo from Battlestar Galactica." <laughs> yeah, that was it. He yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. I was like, she's "That's like how I referred to him through my all my notes." Is like, yeah. <laughs> and Hilo's such a softy too. It's almost yeah. like, oh, come on, dude. Yeah, I yeah, was going to say my yeah. my Hunter's exposure mainly came from the Justice League, and mm-hmm. I do really like the episode that um, and the relationship she has with the question. Um, and there's yeah, a, yeah. And, and, we, <laughs> and there's a uh, there's an episode I think called Double Date where it's, oh, yes. it's the question and Huntress and I think it's Ollie and it's Dinah and Ollie. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they're like running around trying to like deal with these separate issues and kind of cause them trouble for it. And of course that, that version of Huntress. Dinah and Ollie are trying to defend a mob boss for some reason. Yeah. And it's a weird Huntress episode. wants but to go after him for like, yeah. it's pretty funny though. Uh, and of course yeah. that version of Huntress is voiced by Amy Acker from Angel, mm-hmm. who is, oh. who I enjoy quite a bit. So yeah, yeah cool. there you go. Uh, anyway, so let's do a quick, uh, let's do a quick yeah, who, recap. Who wants to recap? Yeah. Who, hey Lisa, you want to dust off the running <laughs> shoes and yeah. do it? Uh, <laughs> Pull out the timer. We don't um, have to haze yeah. her by making her do the recap. <laughs> oh, it's not hazing. So, it, would I do episode it. by episode, or can I include both episodes as kind of a story chunk? Since you that's what can it is. do what you want. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if yeah. you're yeah. willing to, you. to throw yourself on that sword, you can do right. whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I'll, it's, I'll, it's I'll all kind of one big that, arc. So. I'll trip yeah. and fall yeah. over that bundle of arrows. Sure. <laughs> 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 all right. Okay. All right. Oliver is lonely. He meets another lonely person. They're, they can be lonely together because they're punchy and they're off hours, as in she's a vigilante, he's a vigilante. They have radically differing philosophies as to what the point to killing and maiming bad guys is, and they ultimately part ways. <laughs> Subplot number one, Tommy gets cut off by his dad. Weirdly, this seems to strengthen his relationship with Dinah, possibly because she sees him becoming uh, you know, focused and getting a job. And at the end of the second episode, he does indeed ask Ollie for a job at the night club this raises an interesting parallel to how two people in this episode chose to deal with problematic fathers one becoming a motorcycle riding vigilante the other attempting <laughs> to become a respectable member of society we will plumb these differences at a later date um the ladies in oliver's family 
life are angry that he's keeping secrets. And this is a theme that will probably continue to pop up through the rest of the season. No spoilers there. <laughs> um, but this time it revolves around the fact that Moira got a concussion when she very nearly got shot by the woman that Oliver sleeps with in an episode. Meanwhile, <laughs> Quentin still doesn't like Oliver. Diggle is serving up reality <laughs> checks, but Oliver refuses to pay them. And Walter, <laughs> dear sweet Walter, asks Felicity to start investigating his wife's shady notebook, and they use a lot of uh, applied technology to discover super secret ink and infrared goggles. I like how she fellas. comes onto our show and just makes us look terrible. <laughs> I know. That's the way you do it, fellas. That's just that's professionalism right there. <laughs> that's you know? not that's not how style though. How style is no. unprofessional. Oh, no. am I supposed I would, to go through a scene by scene? Oh yeah. I, I, I would have right. been halfway through the We're first like, scene right now. Actually, yeah. actually yeah. punch by punch is, is the way the that we do The quick recap that we do usually takes about fifty to sixty percent of the episode. Oh my yeah. god. Well, it's I, I I was like, let's hit the broad strokes first, then that we was, can come back. Perfect. Oh. That was perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's really anyway, fun. I think yeah. we're done, guys. So let's just yeah. wrap this one up. <laughs> well, good night, no, everybody. I really, I, no, it hit me. It didn't hit me the first time I saw these episodes in season one last time, but it hit me this time when I was watching them that over the course of two episodes, Helena is all, I'm going to murder and kill, and I have a bulletin board with people's pictures on it because my father did something that really pissed me off and changed my future and so murder murder motorcycle rar and meanwhile tommy gets cut off from his evil dad uh mm. you know for reasons that are all about control and have nothing to do with being on on the, on the right side of any moral ledger whatsoever and tommy's response to that is okay if that's how you're going to play it I'm going to get me a job. I'm going to get yeah. me a girlfriend who feeds me pizza. And I'm going to turn down my best friend's offer to bankroll my lifestyle as it is. And he says that he's like, I want to change. I want to become a better person than I am. And that scene comes like three scenes after Diggle points out to Oliver. He's like, yeah, Helena changed. And she chose to become this murder nightmare. <laughs> so I thought it was really interesting that the writers don't explicitly hit you over the head with it, but it's basically two people who have terrible fathers and something terrible happens to them courtesy of dad and they choose to respond in two very different ways. Well, you know, it's interesting because yeah. the first time I watched these episodes, you know, when I was watching this show the first time through, I really felt much more like, you know, I was kind of rooting for Oliver and Helen, like, ah, oh, maybe these crazy kids will make a go of it. And this time watching through, especially, you know, like with the perspective of many seasons behind us, I'm just watching Dig most of the time and being like, yes, yes, Dig yes. is right again. <laughs> Oliver, yeah. listen to Diggle. He knows what he's talking about. And I just have repeated <laughs> notes that are like, Dig yeah. is correct. Again. Once again. <laughs> I <laughs> you love could avoid, so much. You, me too. You could avoid so many contusions if you just listened to me. I, I, I love it. I love it when he walks into the to the arrow cave. Yeah. And Ollie oh, introduces yeah. him and he's like really? not having it. Like yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Great. She knows my name now. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is a which is a very real concern. I mean, apart yeah. apart from his just distrust of her, you know, like in in her relationship with Oliver and all of his stuff, it's like he's got a like a perfectly good reason to not like the fact that he just decided to bring her in. Yes. Yeah, it would be absolutely. like as if he had given somebody's Ollie's uh secret yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like he would get an arrow for that. So <laughs> not like presented like a like an award. <laughs> No, like firing at velocity. Oh yeah, yeah. Ollie would do the thing where he the, shoots him in the leg. You know, the retirement like, arrow. I also really retirement en- arrow. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy that Oliver tries to teach Helena to shoot, and it's kind of like the vigilante version of like taking your date to mini golf, mini golf, and be like, I, "Here's yeah. how." Yeah. It's like ghost. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, all you need is the righteous brothers, and, and uh, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now pull back your arm and breathe. And you're just, I was like, really? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> And when he's totally then, showboating by like, hey, throw random stuff up in the air and I'll shoot it with an arrow. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's right after they play um I'll show you my grave if you show me yours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the throwing stuff up in the air because like I imagine Diggle coming in later and just being like, Son of a I gotta get that down right. now. Well, and he's just my, like, Oliver, this is the fifth time this week. Just my my favorite part is it like so he, he's being a fancy pants and he shoots the tennis ball out of her hand <laughs> into a pipe which then just emits steam. I thought and it was the I'm ball emitting is, air. All, so, all so, I'm thinking is yeah, like, it was, yeah. oh, it was coming out what of the ball? What was that connected to? Yeah, 
the, 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 fir- the, the first blatantly suspending I, disbelief moment for me in this year, where, where I just like the reality check came in when I did not want it to was at the, when the vigilante and at that point everyone's like oh he needs to be caught oh he is clearly a killer and the motorcycle pulls into an open garage like open yeah, yeah. on the street unattended no one around lit up and goes inside and there's the giant murder board and again i want to stress anyone could have walked in off the street to see this and that's weird there's a giant murder board in here i should set up a murder board down by where the garbage goes for my building yeah just see how long it takes before people are like instagramming and all this is disturbing or what? you don't have one yet <laughs> I just, it's all computerized these days, Mo. Well, it's, it's also Canada, right? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> and then they Very pull off the helmet. It's like I am no man. I'm all. It's the Aowen moment. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but I, I thought, you know, for the daughter of a mob boss who was presumably raised in a culture where you kept like three sets of books and everything is super circumspect, like. The backstory where my dad found my laptop and I'm like, why didn't you have it encrypted? Or like, why didn't you store things in the cloud and password protection? It was 2012. People weren't the doing clouds? that. Oh my yeah. God, they totally were. The cloud existed. You can, I was password protecting Evernote entries in 2012. Come on. <laughs> well, you would not have gotten caught yeah. by your mob boss da- father, clearly. No, no. Um, but, but yeah, there, there are bits where I'm like, Helena, you're just not that good at this <laughs> she, she no but i mean so when uh when lance and pike are investigating lance points out that like she basically misses all the time like the, yes yeah like she just right. opens up the bullets yeah. go yeah, everywhere and just, she kills yeah. people but it's like she's no good so yeah the important yeah. thing with a gun i guess apparently because she's she's a good fighter yeah. Yeah. She takes out a whole bunch sense, of those, by the way. But crummy well, yeah, because when did but... she find time to train and who trained her and how does her dad not know about this? It doesn't make sense because honestly, yeah. the other thing is, <laughs> so when they're like the first fight that they have, when they, uh, when they're in the Russo's in the, in the restaurant and she busts mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. uh, Ollie's just taken out, I don't know, three gangsters. Mm-hmm. And you'd think that in any other scene, that attacker coming in, the one that just shot his mom, would get stuck with three arrows, like, instantly. Yeah. But because it has to be, like, I don't know, like, yeah. they, they have to, they kid, have to, kid like, gloves the... and they need to take her helmet off. Which, I, let me, also, yeah, let me just say. And, and then he just stops fighting and lets her walk past him. <laughs> yeah, let me just say about the helmet thing. I went to, uh, I went go-kart racing the other week for a friend's bachelor party, and it was, like, serious <laughs> indoor go-kart racing, and they give you those big racing helmets. Mm-hmm. You can barely breathe in those things. You ever try to fight in one oh, of them? Yeah. There's no peripheral yeah. vision. You or can't see, see or anything. Yeah. No, like no. that's not a good. I mean, that is not a good combat move. <laughs> no, a no. guy. I used to, I used to date dudes who had who rode motorcycles, and so of course I always ended up with a helmet. And you're right. There's you can't hear anything either. Right. So. Yeah. All, he, all, all I really had to do was like wait for her to turn her back and then just like <laughs> clock her, yeah. and she would have been down. You know, I mean, no, no need to worry about head injury. And again, he doesn't worry anyway because his mom's at home. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, he's not you know, very concerned. Can no, I say I, like so that I really love the opening scene? Yeah, I thought it was badass because I love uh, I love seeing Ollie in street clothes do like superhuman stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like that like, he that says, "How cool. do I explain?" And he just gets mad and he. How do I explain to people that I oh I could almost run down a motorcycle, which kind of makes it does like sound like he yeah. has super speed. Yeah, right. And I'm fast enough. You, yeah, well, that's just him being boastful. Is that yeah. he's just smart? Yeah. He's just smart enough. Yeah, but yeah. I love the way he's like running and he grabs the uh, the metal pole and he almost gets it. I like that he yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. first of all, but I like that he's his attempt was impressive enough that I was like, mm-hmm. damn, that was not as stupid as an idea as I thought it would be. This is also season one Oliver, who is much better at a lot of things than later on Oliver. (laughs) Yeah, he needs to get toned down. Like like, um, costume design. Computer. And computer stuff. The costume designing one is the one that gets me, though, where he's like, I can make you a costume, and then I can hit a couple buttons, I can pick your favorite color, I've got this whole costume designing app. I figure he's got got somebody who's doing that, and then he just, you know, let that person go. During the summer... You found them, like, on TaskRabbit. During the summer, between season four and five, uh, Mm -hmm. so right after Hong Kong, but before Russia, Mm -hmm. he dropped by Milan, and uh, Tim Gunn gave him a little bit of a rundown on, like... Make it work. Yeah, make it work. 
work. I will in say very though, intensive course. She gets what a she gets a about. mask, and he's still mm-hmm. doing the grease paint he's thing still, though, yeah, yeah. which was know, the well, one of yeah. I, I was I was thinking that too because I was like, it's been a long time since I've seen anybody who had to put on the grease paint. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things I like about this is. Um, Oliver, they they really did. I, I had forgotten how much in the beginning they really wrote him as kind of a Bruce Wayne character, where he's mm. oh, I'm a lighthearted, oh, yeah. charming playboy and flighty, and <laughs> right, yeah. then and then it turns out he's really not because he's got like his dad's area Stark list to go down to, and I liked seeing that because one of the things that made Arrow a little bit of a drag to watch in later seasons was as Oliver got darker and darker and yeah. draggier and draggier. I thought to myself, you know, one of the appeals of Oliver Queen as a character is he's always had like this fundamental lightness of humor that comfortably coexists with his sense of purpose. And I think yes. that season one, Oliver does a really good job. Like season one, Oliver is all about, I have this sense of purpose. I'm still a fun guy and I'm pretty sure I can make it work, but there's no roadmap for this. So I'm figuring it out as I go along. And I really enjoy seeing him, him work on that, you know? It was yeah, just I, a, it's a one lot scene of fun in particular. One scene in particular was when they were having that double date by accident. Yeah, <laughs> and yes. he was he was busting Tommy's chops about like what I didn't think he wanted any kind of responsibility. Yeah, and he just looks relaxed and laughing. Yeah. And, and that like, was like that was old yeah. Oliver, right? That was yeah, like yeah, yeah. that yeah. was him just like being like the the dick that he used to be. <laughs> Yeah. And and like and oh, you want a job now? All of a sudden, lol. Um, yeah, it's so and, good to be me with the privilege. Yeah, right. And, yeah. We all, yeah, right. right. Oh, yeah. That money. My what, two what favorite bits about that are one: the uh, my note about the the double date says Helena and Oliver show up at the restaurant where Laurel and Tommy are waiting for their table. It all goes a bit CW. Yeah, definitely. But I later on when Tommy shows up and legitimately asks for the job. <laughs> Oliver says, "My trust fund is your trust fund." It's <laughs> like the douchiest possible way to say that. But yes. it's sweet. It's I, I I kind of liked it because it's it's Oliver trying to relate to Tommy in a way that yes. he thinks is going to connect. Um, yeah, and and oh my god, these episodes made me miss Tommy Merlin so much. Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh my gosh, do I I I miss that character a whole lot, and I realize I miss that actor too. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. he's on yeah. Chicago Hope or something now. Chicago Med, Chicago, yeah. whatever. Chicago PD, Chicago <laughs> Fire, <laughs> Chicago Wolf, Chicago, Wolf does Chicago something. Paraprofessionals. Did you guys catch the joke about that in uh, that Thea said yeah. to Moira while they were lying in bed? Yeah, something oh, about shit. doctors who, in their spare time, fight crime. It was a TV show that she wanted to watch with Moira. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, really? Oh, is that? Cop, yeah. Cop, they're like, like talking about what they're going to watch on TV. Oh, while she yeah. was, that, so was that foreshadowing? Did they, no, did he, or, no, I mean, he no. may have known he was going. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think oh, it was that because there was a couple. They they actually, when they did the um, alternate timeline yes, stuff there is a on joke Legends about of that. Tomorrow yes. this year, that, that there I was remember. a joke about him, right. you know, being a doctor and, and, and all that now. But I... I, I was really, again, I was delighted to revisit this show and it's so much fun to watch it because they really did do a good job of, of identifying what worked and, and pulling it out early and all that. But yeah. that doesn't mean that I, I don't miss having somebody like Tommy around because as much as I enjoy, we're all a gang of vigilantes. We all know each other's yeah. identities now. It's all no more secrets because we've all trained with ninjas and blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I do kind of miss the, the, the civilian touches. <laughs> Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, they have, basically yeah. don't have anybody left who's not like either. I mean, super powered or in on the whole thing, and mm-hmm. it, it is it is it's a different it show. All, uh, everything is like snowballed to become so, <laughs> you know. And we, you know, we wanted this. You know, we wanted every little reveal and all this stuff. But it's, but it's at the same time, it's also gotten to the point where some of it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, like Paul Blackthorne can't even go out on a date with uh, Alex Kingston. Yeah, Lance and. Uh, Diana lines the mother. Yeah. Without, because, I mean, they're all in and like resurrected children. Like, there's, <laughs> wow, that's I like some heavy, heavy happens. stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't just get a coffee with yeah. your ex wife. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. in this episode, though, I don't, these two episodes, I don't really get, I mean, I don't think there's a great explanation other than, like, uh, I'm tired of you, uh, why Malcolm cuts Tommy off. Yeah, Tim oh, so my, my headcanon. I, I thought it had something to do with Malcolm wanted to close down his dead wife's charity and Tommy objected to it. That's, yes. Uh, oh, does that, but the, did that they discuss that happened. in this episode no. or, or the, these two? Or does that come up later? I, it might get backfilled, but it doesn't happen here. 
Yeah, because I, I yeah. Did you say that? I remember their I biggest re- point of contention that, but... was their biggest point of contention was he was all it's time for you to come work for me, and we have to do some budgetary blah blah blah. So I'm closing down this yeah. charity that your mother yeah. strongly supported, and he's like, no, because that's what I have left of mom. And he's and Malcolm's all that charity killed your mother because she wouldn't have been in this chains that day, and he's like, and and at that, at, at that point, but, um, yeah. Junior's all, but that's you're, later. You're missing the yeah. point here. Yeah, well, yeah we don't have that. Yeah. This, 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 oh. this is actually this, the reveal that Malcolm yes. is his father. We didn't right. know that's, prior that's to this episode. Say. That's what I was going to say. In oh, this right. oh, in this okay. bit, they just say, "Okay, we're just going to do the reveal now because that will be so oh. surprising that we're not going to yeah. need to explain." Right, and they cut him off to cement again that Malcolm is a jerk. Yeah, exactly. Right. That yeah, is basically. Right. I, but, I wrote um, down. My, oh, and you also get. Oh, that's right. And these two episodes are kind of the foreshadowing where you get that there's history between Malcolm and Moira because John Barrowman has given her like serious eyes the whole time. With, we used to be friends, Moira. <laughs> well, he just walks into her bedroom, which is I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, she's in her best. She's in her best concussion work clothes because she's got on like the beautiful satin <laughs> well, lingerie and plus, all that. And plus, the key is. I mean, he he mentions that Thea let him in. Which is uh, yeah. not only a that. bit of foreshadowing. I feel like on on the front of her being of of her being his mm-hmm. his actual daughter, yeah. but also that he is a known person in the household, right? Like he's not just yes. a strange yeah. man who is his like be- meeting with Moira in limousines, right? Like he is a known figure <laughs> in the household. Limousines, gotta be careful. Yeah. Gotta be careful around the limousines. Yeah, so many, so many bad limousine scenes. Yeah. yeah. But so my my head cannon for him uh, kicking. Tommy out is that uh, the undertaking is coming and he wants Tommy to yeah be his old man his own man kind of thing hmm. okay, same well. reason that what like because he tries to get him know, like, he tries to get the, him back after he tries to make amends after yeah uh, from the perspective the of these two of these two episodes though there's really not much like it's just like no 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 this I'm is, disappointed this is, in you and I'm cutting you off I'm an yeah. evil dad which to be to I be paid fair, a fortune in credit card fees and I was like you're rich shouldn't you be shopping around for good deals like why are you <laughs> yeah you have people how, for that. Be, to, to be you know fair, how rich given that we know stay that, rich as they keep an eye on their money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But given that we know that Malcolm is kind of a creeper mm-hmm. and kind of a jerk, it yeah. does not seem out of character that he would cut his son off for being egregiously no. stupid. No, I just don't. Yeah. Think, I just like, don't think it's explained very well. It's not explained no. well. Except it doesn't that look like you can you can self-explain it by being like, yeah, well, <laughs> Tommy's a layabout, no good for nothing dude you know with yeah. a heart of gold he does yeah. have a right, heart of gold right 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 yeah. and he ends up and, trying to do the right thing at the end right. and he tells and he tells laurel he's like i want to change and become somebody better and that indicates to you that he is made of better stuff than helena yeah. because helena's response to adversity is um murder well yeah <laughs> because again, i, I want to emphasize that this laptop full of stuff to go to the fbi they talk like the minute that the fiance gets whacked the fbi is like oh well the case is closed clearly there's nothing here since all of this information you passed on well we can't run that down anymore um yeah like that was that, a bit but, thin that was yeah. admittedly thin also are we to believe that the laptop that frank runs out with at the end is the same laptop because when oh, ollie sure. says oh i'm <laughs> i'm yes. putting that's the laptop he's in, he's in he's being put away and i gave him the laptop with all the information yeah. so there's evidence mm-hmm. it's like why would you keep that <laughs> It's a, 2000, it. it's a 2012 it's a, to, it, Toshiba satellite. It was an Asus netbook. I like the idea. If you're really a, if you're really like an incredibly <laughs> callous so- mob boss who kills your daughter's fiance and all that, like you mount that you mount that that MacBook on like a plinth and train a spotlight on it, and you tell people this is what happens when you try to cross me. <laughs> you get a new MacBook. Yeah. Yeah, but also it, wait does does he does he intend to shoot Helena? Yes, I think he does. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think, I think so yeah. too. Yeah, oh, what a jerk! Yeah. Well, they weren't yeah. they weren't communicating successfully for a long time. <laughs> so I was going to ask you <laughs> well, guys. He, he seemed to be nice to her previously. Well, I mean, yeah, in a creeper, so, yeah, well, in a creeper mom boss. Well, there she isn't was a whole he, here. Here, you can build alliances. Like he sort of treated her like the tutors tended to treat their children, which is here, marry somebody when it's convenient for the realm. But yeah, yeah, um, and it was creepy the way he kept touching her and like, yeah. yeah. Well, but, I want to. I mean, that you can't flesh out too much of that relationship, which is kind of a pity because it would have been nice to add maybe like an extra episode where you see that she's got creepy mob dad to contend with, but she somehow still managed to get kung fu <laughs> training and. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, a, and, and a and a fly costume. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're in luck if yeah. she comes back this season. Oh, uh, but um, you know the 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 
biggest problem I have with Helena, though, is I'm not sold on the casting. I was about to ask mm, about mm, that because yeah. I have feelings about, I will say, like, part of it might be in that, so the actress, I believe, is Australian, and she doesn't yeah. quite Jessica nail oh. the accent all the time. Yeah. Oh. It's slightly Although off. I've seen her in... Um, she went out, she left the show to go do Dracula, Dracula on yeah. NBC opposite Jonathan Rhys Myers where she was supposed to have a British accent and that was also a similarly fraught experience in terms of where your vowels go yeah. um but she she <laughs> she's kind of all over the place and I feel like she is a little flat at some points and a little um her emotional range is a little narrow mm-hmm. for what I was hoping yeah. for um I really I mean She's very attractive, so don't get me wrong. She's, but, yeah. she's beautiful, but I contrast yeah. her with Cupid, as played by Amy Gumernick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the thing is, is Amy like she popped off the screen the first time. Amy Gumernick yeah. like is indelible because I the the first time you see her, you're just like whoa, and and she pops and she has chemistry and she's believable, even though her motivations are weird and don't hold up under scrutiny. And then when she comes back for the return visit, she's just so funny. And um, again, vivid and memorable. And Jessica DeGao is very pretty. And, you know, I guess matches up with a stunt writer, does her own stunts, I don't know. But she had a hard time selling this character as somebody... Yeah, There were were lines that just flat out made me feel awkward yes uh, yeah like ollie says oh, i could do this all day when he's talking about shooting arrows into stuff mm-hmm. and she's like yeah. oh, i love a man with stamina and it's yeah. like there's no not, they, they don't really have charisma and i think it's not no, they working don't have any and yeah. like, that's not a line we're accustomed to hearing in this show yeah and it's certainly and, not one that like cupid could deliver that yeah i love it yeah but they have the dinner where they where she she asks about were there ever days on the island where you were relieved to be there yeah. And I, thought, I thought that went better, to be honest. But, well, it did. Like yeah. I, I could. I was like, oh, this is a good. This is a good scene in that they they're laying the groundwork for the two of them to have a connection because they recognize something in each other that only people who have been through things like they've been through would see in each other. And Stephen Amell does a great job with with his his end of the conversation, but. If she's supposed to be playing a woman who is play acting normalcy while she mm-hmm. marinates in rage and grief and revenge, like you don't ever get that sense that there's a whole lot going on underneath the surface. She just kind of sleepwalks through it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it is not yeah. the sleepwalking of I'm numb because like there's never anything in the writing that indicates that people are like, hey, get over it. It's just it's a weirdly flat performance. Yeah. Yeah. And that last yeah. scene in that, in the first episode where mm-hmm. he breaks into the house and they're, they yeah. have their supposedly very emotional conversation. She pulls out mm-hmm. the, we're the same you and I trope and all that. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work. I didn't, I, again, like, like Lisa, I didn't, I didn't buy it. I found it kind of flat. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think, I, and I, I think to, it's fine yeah. that there were two, you know, a couple episodes, and we're done with this arc more or less, m- minus the the episode, mm-hmm. the pickup episode later on. I, I feel yes. like they they kind of hit it and got out before it was like too mm-hmm. interfering with the whole overall thing. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And and again, it was early, and I think they were trying something out because yeah. we didn't yeah. go back to this kind of trope. We had no flashbacks this time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was yeah. about to thank you all profusely for <laughs> making sure I watched episodes of No Flash. No yeah. yeah. They're not, not so terrible. bad. They're not so bad this season. Oh, the wig game, though. Oh, my God. The wig. The wig's oh. pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do have to commend, I have to commend Stephen Amell on the, like, he is a drastically different character on the island as a goofball. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is, yeah. like, Early sitting on, in that right? restaurant. And yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, because I, this took me years to be able to be able to do, but... um. <laughs> Being able to act while doing the salmon ladder and doing push-ups standing on my head—that <laughs> took me—that took me a bit of practice. But he can just do that, which is well. He's a ninja warrior. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Let's be clear. Stupid. Joke, I was going to say man. specifically for his flashback <laughs> self, the um, the way he modulates his voice oh, is yes. really good. Oh yeah. Like even even his sounds, gait, like the way he holds himself, it's like. Yeah. But it, yeah. I, no, I, it's, I I, I really good. I put him up against um Kevin Conroy from the Batman series in the original Batman animated series where he can Bruce Wayne versus Batman, where it's the, it's both Kevin Conroy, but like the tone and timber of the voice Mm -hmm. is so different that you actually believe like, 
oh yeah, nobody would assume Bruce Wayne is Batman. They sound totally different. That's how I judge all of my Batmans is how well they fake being Bruce Wayne. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, and and you know, I, I realize that Green Arrow there there's a whole lot of oh he's basically Batman except not a great detective or he's basically Batman except a liberal or what have you, but I think that works out well because not every billionaire who likes hitting people needs to be tortured. Maybe they just really enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but I I like again I like the idea that Ollie has something at his core that is still you know capable of fun and conviviality and what i like is he kind of is that quality is what draws in both dig and felicity on some level like Mm -hmm. they they like that he's this he's this person at the same time that he's somebody with a greater sense of purpose um well diggle's giving him the time of day and wants to help him yeah and diggle is not a guy to be taken lightly you know like oh he's such a great character god i love him yeah (laughs) like if you thought that he thought that ollie was irredeemable Mm-hmm. Forget it. Like no, he wouldn't have spent any time on him. No. He sees something in Ollie, though. Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. So has this been a thing for you guys? Where as you're watching all episodes, you're like, oh, it's that character. I'm yes. so happy to see them again. Oh my gosh! Because every time Moira's on screen, I'm like, hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Moira, Moira and I Tommy both. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The two. Yeah. Of them we miss, really miss Moira, like where mm-hmm. she appeared at the. I'm going to assume you've seen the most recent season. Yeah, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and uh, our readers have. Yeah, sorry, readers, but guess what? Yeah. And we're going forward in time <laughs> you, five years and yeah. ruining this video. Zip, five. Um, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, she appears right at the end, and as soon as she did, my heart skipped a beat. I was like, man, she's great. Oh, yeah. I know. Susanna Thompson's just so great, period. Oh, she's, like, she's really, yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, I loved her on Kings. Mm-hmm. Yes, which, yeah, great um, show. Is, which is which is weirdly kind of a predecessor to the show in some ways when you think about it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you've got okay. like sulky scions of powerful people, and there's corruption, yeah. and, and somebody trying uh, to navigate their way. It's, it's sulky. It's sulky Bucky there, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, this is why I can't take him seriously in those sulky movies. I'm Bucky. sorry. Oh man, I forgot that was him. Yep. Yeah, that's him. Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Just for for the readers at home, it's basically yeah. a retelling of uh, David and Goliath. Yeah. Except in modern times with um, Ian McShane, Susanna Thompson, and Bucky Sebastian it. Stan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, about, yeah. it's a good show. It's weird. It's a weird premise, but it works. I, yeah. I, of what they made of it, I thought it was good. It was fascinatingly weird, and I wish it yeah. had gone on for more than one season. But um, anyway, it's I, I've always felt like it was kind of a spiritual predecessor to, to Arrow in a few ways. Mm-hmm. Um, well, especially in terms of parents going, this is the plan, and kids going, no, no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> Susanna Thompson has yeah. a uh, a pretty good – she's playing a lot of uh, Machiavellian mothers recently. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen Timeless at all, she also plays mm-hmm. a Machiavellian mother there, so – I yeah. guess well, she, was, she was the Borg. She was the Borg queen. Indeed, briefly. also the Borg yeah, queen on she Voyager, took over right? from Alice Krieg. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. She and Alice Krieg swapped the roles for a while. Um, but it's it. This I, I always find it kind of interesting to revisit a series after a couple of years to see what DNA elements were there from the beginning mm-hmm. and which ones kind of got added on or, or shifted it as as you go too. And um, <laughs> one of the things that this that these two episodes showed is that um, all through season one, when the writers were mashing together Ollie and Dinah like they were a pair yep. of Barbie dolls and screaming, now kiss! Like, uh, Dinah, <laughs> the, uh, Katie Cassidy has more chemistry with, um, with, with anybody who's not Ollie, basically. Like, she and mm. Tommy make, make a great couple. And they kept trying to sell this. Oh, they had this big, tragic, epic love that was sadly ruined when he ran yeah. off with her sister on a yacht. And you're like, no, she looks really happy with Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you cannot buy this. That, I am yeah. not buying what you're That's selling. That's why the I'm scene, it, that, it's not helped in the scene post the awkward double mm-hmm. date where Helena blows up at him because he's still in love, uh, ostensibly still in love with Laurel. And you're like, really? Because I didn't get that at all. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> No, just, but I, I can I chalk that up to her being a little bit cuckoo. Yeah. Uh, totally fine but it's it's yeah. it is tricky because i agree with lisa a hundred percent and you'll notice Me like too. yeah as felicity comes yeah. into the show yeah. laurel starts to take a right. back seat because right. like that's just not it's not working they realize there was no well, chemistry yeah. there and she and yeah. and felicity and all we needed to kill her though we really didn't need to kill her no. no, that's fine. I liked her supporting no. role in later uh, on. Yeah, good, good news. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> She's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, like like on The Flash, they could have just kept going with it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. He's going to date his sister no matter what. Okay. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to sell this as a love story, guys. Come on, buckle it. Well, this, it was, it, you know, and I'm sure you guys, it was hard for us to watch it on the flash because, again, you'd have um, the actress who played, played Felicity, you know, popping over for guest starring roles. Yeah, and Emily Bad Records. And she yeah. has chemistry with everybody. Like yeah. she's yeah. she she's yeah. just one of those actresses <laughs> who sparks off of everybody. But yeah, yeah. you'd see the chemistry that she had with the kid playing Barry Allen, um, whose name I'm blanking, Grant Gustin. And yeah. and then he'd go back to, but Iris, you're like, no. And then Grant no. Gustin had great chemistry with Daniel Panabaker, who plays Caitlin slash Killer Frost. Yeah. And mm. like we thought, I, I legitimately thought they could shake up the show and reduce the complication. And then there would just be like a throw, a throwaway line during a Thanksgiving episode where, you know, Jesse L. Martin's like, boy, wasn't it dumb when you tried to date your sister? <laughs> ha ha. Um, <laughs> but no, they, they like dropped that and went into and Barry and Iris and uh, quit, quit trying to make it happen. It's not a yeah, thing. Yeah. It's not trying to make we, it a we thing. Want, we want Jesse L. Martin on our show. Oh yeah, that's our. Least, like if we have a crossover and it has mm-hmm. none of the superpowers, but Jesse L. Martin shows up and hangs out with uh, <laughs> Quentin. With Quentin, obviously, yeah. like the cops should just hang out and complain about their superpowered kids all day. Like I would yeah, watch. I, I would. I, I would swear to God, I would. Episode, I would watch that. Right? It, yeah, yeah, I was. I, I was out. I was out last night. Mm-hmm. I was out last night, I went to two bars and uh saw uh him and on a TV in one bar and then went and saw went to another bar and saw Walter on the TV. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty good. Speaking Walter's of Walter, like he's Walter's he's really best. rude to Felicity. Yeah. Well, I mean, like he, well, like yeah. you know, he intentionally told her to right? investigate this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know, but still, like you know, he doesn't need to be that much of a dick. So, so my, he, my he head told head her head. to investigate yeah. this stuff, and she's investigating it, and then he's like, "Well, are you investigating this? This might get you fired." Yeah. Like, okay, jerk face. No, but I and think then, somewhere in there, and then she's he's back him. at it again, like five minutes later. Yeah, so I, she'd brought him results, but between. Between the results that she'd brought him the first time and this time when he was really rude, he'd gone away to Australia after having found out that people died. Let's point out Aus- Australia is an island, so he went to an <laughs> island. island. It is, yeah. Man, maybe Walter knows for, some ninja. He was there for five awesome. weeks. Walter's, no, Walter's flashbacks are all of him, like, at a computer doing spreadsheets, yeah. you know, yeah. while, while he's on the island. Just, on a, just, it's, a very, awesome, yeah. it's a very orderly couple of, you know, maybe every, he does, like, a meditation tape between the two of them. It's everyone a very keeps order. trying to get him to, like, come have Mai Tais at the bar. No, no, I'm working right, on my right. spreadsheets. Leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's but my, 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 yeah. my mm-hmm. rationale for him being rude to uh, Felicity was that he didn't want her involved at all. Yeah. Yeah, that was until how I read he, it. Until he goes further. And then he, like, warns her, like, look. I'm way out of my pay grade. Yeah, I, I, need, really, I need you. Yeah, I really think he should have apologized. <laughs> yes. I he should have apologized. Yes. But yeah. whatever. Well, so my no, question, no. my question about like, that. that was because that well, was also the point in the. It doesn't really seem like it has a whole lot of healthy workplace policies in place, though. <laughs> no. No. There's no. <laughs> I mean, there's there is a lot no, going on. There is no HR department. It was also the department point there. of the show where everybody was apologizing and he did not. Yeah. So here's the here's my question. I like him so much. My question from this one was I didn't realize, like, so when he, when Felicity's like, I found this picture, like, clearly he knows the significance of it, but I couldn't remember. Had he found the book before? Like, because he goes then searches all of Moira's stuff and finds the book in the clock. He found it. He found it. (laughs) Finds it. I don't know what Canadian grammar is. But I don't think we've seen it before. Well, we've seen it. We have seen it. I was not sure. I don't think we've seen it. Mm Have we seen that one, or we've we just seen Oliver's copy? No, no. I'm uh, saying we've seen the symbol. We've seen the symbol we have seen before. there, and have we? okay. No, no, we haven't seen that, but we've seen Malcolm so. in the in the limo. Oh, sorry, in the limo, Malcolm. We, we, yeah, revealed he, his own. Yeah, he yeah. has a okay. something with the picture on it. <laughs> they should stop making so many copies. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem again. Helpful. Keep it in the cloud. Think about how much trouble could have been. <laughs> They're all handwritten too. I mean, who is in in like weird ink? I mean, who's doing this? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it one well, guy? Again, I want to stress you could you could just make a Google Doc restrict some sharing. intern. <laughs> also, <laughs> why do you need a list? Of, why do you need your own list of who is in your secret club? <laughs> like, can't you just remember oh, wait, that? But I think we find out that these are not people in the secret club. These are people that uh, this club has leverage over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I right. think it's, yeah, I think all right. It's like, Again, I'm back to why it's a ledger. It's a ledger of being able Malcolm's to be like, name's not in there. Moira's name's not in there. Right. Yeah. Man, yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. It's like if you need a favor, you go talk to these people and you give them the secret word or whatever, and you get 
what you need, basically. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm making that up. Yeah, I, don't I know like the logistics. It. We'll, we'll Tell allow them it. the secret word. <laughs> <laughs> win hundred. Win twenty dollars. Bananas. <laughs> yeah. Ah! yeah, I, I just. And I, I realize this 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 show, like all CW uh, superhero shows, it has a really tortured relationship to technology, and there's just mm. a lot of plot complications <laughs> that suggest that the people in the writers' room literally have no idea how to, um, you know, <laughs> zip up a file and password protect it. It's just- <laughs> That's why we call them the Q team, Lisa. Uh, I believe we call are them. You coming, are you coming on our show to make fun of bomb spray? <laughs> I believe that was here for. Do not, do not make Z fun of team bomb spray. guy. I think do they, not they, make they fun of the whole the holy bomb spray. Oh, it's the Z team. Okay. <laughs> Either way, I would, never, I would never make fun of bomb spray. I believe in shark spray and bomb spray. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, freezing it comes lasers. From the same factory. Yeah. Oh god, freezing lasers. Don't even get me started. On <laughs> I like that one. It was so silly. <laughs> it, well, yeah. Well, it's it's. <laughs> I um, it's like it's it's almost that's not too the bad problem. To, Right? Yeah, it's right. almost yes. too bad that these yeah. guys don't do more villains who cross over to other places, just because it would be kind of funny to see how a villain who's used to dealing with like Arrow and, and, and just this dark, grim, everybody is really confident and good at inflicting pain, and they go to Flash City, and next thing you know, they're like sitting in a cell while somebody hands them a vegan meal, and Cisco's like, <laughs> we'll call you Monsieur Disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow never gave everybody nicknames. Do you remember there's, the, a, there's um, a couple of trips to Big Belly Burger in these. Uh, yeah, because uh, because uh, Ollie takes um, uh, I was gonna say Helena. Barbara uh, Helena Helena there, and uh, and and <laughs> Tiggles um, sister in law is not amused by their yeah. antics. She's not. She seems like not amused that they're there at all. Like. Like, no. I really regret yeah. Diggle having brought this guy here in the first place. Why would yeah. you do that to me? Why? Yeah, and then and then Oliver I and feel like Dig- she doesn't Diggle like the Detroit folk coming into her Big Belly Burger. Yeah. Can't blame her. No, no, I can't blame he her might, either. He might just say something like buy it all and gentrify the neighborhood. Who knows? Yeah. Oh yeah. My right, God. right. Right. Well, and then we. I mean, oh, the, speaking of, the season, the well, it becomes it becomes a franchise sir, shortly after this. This is true. Oliver's probably behind it. This also season one, as we're talking about, like sort of uh cul-de-sac plot lines the continuing mm-hmm. uh diggle has a Ugh. thing for his ex-sister-in-law yeah i have a yeah. crush on my brothers it makes me miss lila yeah. so much mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yes i have no problem with curly i just oh, no, no, she's no, fine yeah, she's, but- she's great actually i think she's she's good i mean that's one of the things i like is like that you know when when the two of them show up she's just mm-hmm. like oh great yeah, that's it. Because I could totally see myself this, in her place of being like, this "Oh man, jerk these two and his again." Girlfriend are coming here now. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Must yeah. we? Must we? That's really? one thing that, like, going back to the DNA of the show, I felt there was more diversity in this first season than we have in like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got like a, be, some ends. We have, like, fair, a lot of Asian people, a lot of, and you know what. It Arrow's might have seemed more diverse being... relative to the other stuff on the CW or oh, relative yes. to other oh, yeah, stuff yeah, in, the, in, the, yes. in the genre. Um, I was I was saying relative yeah. to where it goes in the future. Yeah. Even. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, not not in an absolute sense at all, because yeah. not the case. But yeah. one thing I do like is he's not running around beating up, uh, like, corner boy black dudes selling, like, no. pot yeah. for five bucks. Like, yeah. he's going after the rich white guys, and all of them, yeah. the, the people of color in the show seem... Uh, well, pretty established and smart in, in their various yeah. nefar- either nefarious or just awesome ways, like Diggle. But early on, or, there's or a, there's Pike, a few, like Diggle like, and Pike have both played. Both and smart. Walter, don't forget Walter yeah. and Walter yeah. Yeah. and Wal- yeah, yeah. Walter because Walter was. Yeah. The, well, it kind of goes back to the comics too, because um, you know you had uh, Oliver Queen, who's who's always been you know the establishment is the real problem here, not the street level stuff. Yes, um, yeah. and there was I think it was actually a green lantern comic but there's actually a comic that came out in the late 60s where um a, a black character does take the justice league to task and say you know you're really good at ensuring the rights of aliens but why are you not doing a darn thing about looking at the rights of your fellow americans yeah. and you know how, which is and, funny. yeah that was basically yeah. how jordan's reaction was just like I had not thought about it that way. I yeah. will now. 
<laughs> I mean, which is which is funny though, because I mean, obviously the the whole thing about the aliens is a, it's a parable, you know, it's a yeah. it's, it's a retelling of like, <laughs> yeah. and yet and yet the superheroes in the comic book don't get cut any slack because they're not actually helping the real people. Yeah, well, it's yeah. it was during the late sixties. I think DC got some flack over it because people did you get your liberalism out of my comics and all that, but. Uh-huh. It was also coming up at a time when Marvel was doing a lot of quote unquote hip and relevant stuff and, and actually tackling this stuff in a less metaphorical way. So, but, but Oliver has always been like their, their superhero who kind of, you know, like he's probably the only guy in the Justice League who subscribes to the Utney Reader. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, that's, that's kind of, that, that sensibility has kind of carried over to the TV show. Or like, or like reads newspapers for fun, even though Clark Kent is essentially a journalist. <laughs> Well, he just speed reads them. He doesn't really let it soak in that much. No. No, I just assume... Actually, do you think Batman reads newspapers? Uh, I think he has Alfred read them to him. Yeah. (laughs) I think he gets a custom digest that he reads on the back computer. Reads the... Yeah. When I was at... Wall Street Journal. I used to work at a... uh, (laughs) I used to work at a library at at a law school, and one of my summer jobs was photocopying when all the new uh law journals came in you had to photocopy the uh tables of contents shrink them down so you could fit four on a page glue those photocopies onto a page and then turn them into packets that got distributed to all the professors i kind of Mm -hmm. imagine that's what batman gets (laughs) that makes sense poor alfred yeah then then alfred photo uh photographs them and puts them on microfiche Because he can't, he hasn't upgraded the back computer since like 1954. Alfred, Alfred I spent a lot of money on this microfiche reader. A lot. I'm gonna get my money's worth. Sir, let's explain. Sir, sir, I've already tried to explain amortization to you before. This is the this is the fastest modem I could buy. These batarangs are putting me out of business. Uh, it costs more than a penny to make a penny. It's better than <laughs> Well, what about a giant penny, though? Like, how much the is giant it? penny's worth of quite a bit of money. <laughs> Why would you melt that down if you're really that desperate for a and you can really, yeah. in the it's back? It's all zinc. It's all zinc. Sell a giant, yeah, sell a giant, the dinosaur. Yeah. Actually, if you're Batman, I imagine you just call Oracle with, what do I need to know today? And she'll be happy to tell you for a fee. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I, I I think so. one of the reasons I liked this show, and one of the reasons I liked um, Green Arrow in general, though, is because I I did enjoy his his take on on superheroing and the noblesse oblige angle to it, and yeah. um, I find it it's an interesting theme that reverberated through the first season here too, which was you had Malcolm and people like that who are like, as rich people, we certainly can do something to improve this city, and our idea is to raise a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and then um you know Oliver's like no we we could probably improve the city without killing a third of it. You know, <laughs> hear me out. This yeah. could be a thing. I'm I'm only going to kill I'm only going to kill a sixth of the people in this city is Oliver's yeah. pitch. And slowly <laughs> with arrows. He still he still hasn't proposed any workable plans except when he fixed the gun problem last season. <laughs> but besides that <laughs> It's pretty big, though. You got to admit, though, it is pretty big. I mean, that's that's. Huge. I can't believe we yeah. haven't seen another gun in this show ever since he fixed. That's the right. Problem. Yeah, it's, it's all been solved. Yeah. Um, Wait till yeah. his take it's funny on when, when Malcolm shows up. Malcolm shows up to like make sure that you know Moira's got like brain damage or whatever. And Malcolm <laughs> Malcolm's there to make sure she's still down with the plan to like blow up part of the city. Yeah, <laughs> I also like that. You're still in with this, right? I have a headache, but I'll be there. I like yeah. that. I like that Walter comes <laughs> I'll in. Attend the and meetings. I, Walter comes in and she's like sleeping and I was like, wasn't somebody supposed to be watching her? Aren't you not supposed to let people fall asleep when they have concussions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm very uh, concerned. That's exactly she's how it She's fine. Very concerned. Um, yeah. Okay. Any last thoughts before we wrap this up here about these two episodes? Well, okay. So yeah, okay. Yeah. do we have an Alex or a Biff on our hands? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do we need to uh, brief I'm- Lisa on how this works? I'm going... 
Yes, please just refresh me. That would be helpful. This uh, this is our new rating system. We have two. So the good end of the spectrum (laughs) is... It's a rating system. (laughs) Two choices. (laughs) Two choices. (laughs) system now. We have the good end of the spectrum is represented by Biff, our favorite totem character, who is the henchman, the very competent henchman who Oliver throws under the bus in season four (laughs) in the flashback. Always right. Always right. And then ended up on the short end of the stick. And the bad end of the spectrum being... Uh, represented by Alex, who is Thea's wet blanket of a boyfriend slash Oliver's uh. campaign manager. Oh, yeah, I four. loved him on Suburgatory, though. Not good in this show, though. No, no, but he's fantastic in Suburgatory. So Parker, whatever his name is, is is just a... Anyway. Okay, anyway, so you may have a twist on this system. You may, you may yeah, be... Because we did a lot of science to figure this system out. So. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so much research. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we're judging whether this is a thumbs up, a biff, or a thumbs down, an Alex, mm-hmm. and you can you can you can break them down into each individual episode if you want, or just give mm-hmm. it a whole blanket thing. Yeah, I think they're both biffs. Um, nice. Okay. Well, yeah, they're both biffs because you know Jessica DeGao's performance aside, um, the acting that goes on around her is good, and uh, it gets all it moves all over along his his personal development journey. And it also amplifies our understanding of how good Tommy Merlin is inherently. And that raises the stakes on how much we care about him, which is a good thing because it makes the back half of the season much stronger, especially the end of it. So, and it gives Laurel something to do that is not, you know, embarrassing herself by pretending to have chemistry with Oliver. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All true. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got, I got one Biff and one Alex Mm -hmm. on this. Oh, wow. I think maybe the first one is my, Alex. The reason is uh, I went and checked because I was watching how these dudes were macking on their ladies and it was creepy. Mm-hmm. And it's all written mm. by dudes. And they're just saying creepy stuff. Like he just shows up at her house with food and invites <laughs> her on a date and like it's all just weird pushy stuff. That, like, Oh, uh, when they're about to finish eating, uh, Helena mm. and Ali are finished eating. He puts mm-hmm. a pile of money on the table, and she's like, "No, no, my dad would kill me if he paid for it." But then he just leaves the money there. Mm-hmm. It's all this weird little move. It's like, like yeah. I will just in not not in the interest of correcting you so much yeah. as clarifying. Uh, several of these, the second of these two episodes was co-written by a woman. Um, Guess what? That's the one that's my biff. Yeah, and um, <laughs> my love, my my love language is free food, so yeah. I am totally fine. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, people yeah, yeah. Showing up in Well, so here's stuff. here's here's the thing that rubbed me wrong is I did not believe the women re- were reacting as they would in a weird situation like that. Yeah, like if a guy just showed up at your door with some food, well, maybe I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe you like free food a lot, but I would be freaked mm-hmm. out. Well, she, but she's known. They, she's known. Yeah, they're like childhood forever, friends. Yeah. A, I mean, I think that's a. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? Fine. I mean, Tommy. Tommy bitch. like lets himself into the mansion every damn day. <laughs> yeah, that's different. Though. I mean, I can go over to my friend's parents' house. <laughs> it's way creepier when Oliver shows up at Helena's house. Yes, <laughs> at the yeah. end of the episode. That is and definitely just pops creepy. in her window. That's a little bit Melissa Etheridge yeah. there. Yes, although I gotta say, half points for having his back turned. Because at least because he's that, not that, sitting there. He he's was, not sitting there in like a smoking jacket, like with a, with a pipe. <laughs> he just a smoking jacket. He and a pipe. Maybe some she, slippers. He legitimately thought she was coming in from the other door, though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, you you startled oh, me. Hello, hello, hello. Sorry, I didn't see you yeah. there. Um, <laughs> anyway, either way, I enjoyed them both. Uh, mm-hmm. th- there were some weaknesses that, like, I yeah. couldn't really yeah. get super excited about. But mm. all in all, fun. I enjoyed them. Yeah, I, I I'm giving them both biffs um, because I think I like the whole thing that they were trying to do with like having Oliver find somebody who was, you know, before we get into the whole League of Assassins stuff, um, this is kind of the first time he's had somebody around who is like him. Yeah. And, you know, she's obviously different and she's got different motivations and different things that happen as ha- that have happened in her past. Um, but you get to sort of see him kind of like try and break down his walls and, and bond with somebody. And, and it's obviously, yeah, it's definitely got some problems. Cause uh, like 
her acting is not great, but and, mm-hmm. and, and some of the writing is also not great. Mm-hmm. Well, but time like, constraints like, too, right? Like, like, like she yeah. she literally kills that guy and says, "No one can know my secret." Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was on my she list. Might have been a little too much, but you know, the, I mean, that uh, was that was basically the theme of the whole thing. Yes, is, yeah. you know, there's also the other one where where Ali shows up and he's like, uh, like when they're catching the the drug dealer guys, mm-hmm. and. He lets her say the line, you have failed this city. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it's meant to look badass, but you know what that means? It's that they were sitting on a roof being like, hey, get this, get this. When we go in there, I'm going to shoot the arrow, the lights are going to go out, and then you get to say, you have failed this city. Like, so, so what do I who say? Who makes that plan? That's weird. You're losers yeah. in the city. No, no, you say you failed uh, the city. Yeah, well, it's very strange. It's great no, when she, you've, you've it's great when she gets city. in there. No, no, you have failed this city. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right you get in there yeah uh yeah but this, whatever i mean there's, the there's there are fine. some other yeah. weird uh lines in this episode my award-winning terrible line from the, <laughs> my award-winning terrible line from this episode is when oliver shows up at frank bertinelli's house which incidentally i am 99 percent sure is the same exterior used for damien dark's house in season four oh it's got yeah that i think you're right Ooh. over the yeah. driveway but, but, but like but like season well, four is available it, you know? to use so, exactly. yeah, totally fair. That's not <laughs> canon. Sure. I'm all, Although, I'm weren't all they trying it. to figure out? They were trying to figure out where he lived. They should probably have thought of that. <laughs> hey, didn't he buy Frank Bertinelli's hey, little house? Wait, no. Yeah, right. But the we line that Frank he, Oliver shows up and he's like, actually, I'm not here to talk business. And Frank Bertinelli says, that's one merger I won't stand in the way of. And you're like, oh, oh my oh, God. Yeah. What? Why would you say creepy. that about your own daughter? Yeah. That, that's what I mean about creepy lines. Like, that's, that is, that's yeah. right. That was someone oh, hey, trying you to want be, to hook up with my daughter. Go for it. That it's was like, someone why? trying to be clever and not really thinking about how that would actually right. sound coming out of someone's mouth. Exactly. Yeah. Here, here are the keys to my daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Strangely, that person went on to write a romance between uh, a superhero and his sister. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very so weird. A little bit. Who would have expected? A bit awkward. Um, I will say on the on the other side of that is the um, I really enjoy Tommy and Oliver's interactions at the end of the second episode where yes. uh, where Tommy says, uh, does this get dental? Because this smile wasn't cheap. Just the delivery and, and rapport between yes. the two of them. Yes. is very good. Yeah. It seems very comfortable. Like they are. They seem Tommy's like old friends. So yeah. The first yeah. episode or two felt a little bit forced, but I mean, he's fallen right into that role now and it's, it's yeah awesome. right by this point yeah. they the actors know each other too and like yes. so there's a little more comfort mm-hmm. etc right in the middle of that <laughs> is the one attempt they give Hel- helena to be quippy when she breaks in kills the triad and the guy says you know when you're uh, seeking yeah. revenge dig yeah. two graves etc which is a which is a I cool line i don't speak chinese and the delivery is and oh, then God. just yeah Sorry, you don't you don't work as as a badass in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was no. not not working. I, I liked his speech. His speech was awesome. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right, right. And was, she came off as ugly American. Exactly. Yeah. Like she should have just said, like, <laughs> really speak English. Did. You know, yeah. that would have been yeah. the only worst line there. This is America speaking. Yeah. <laughs> speak American. The wrong, just got, the wrong one got killed. She's got two guns too, just to like just to really sell it. <laughs> uh, but despite my criticisms, oh my God, that, that would actually be like a great, great throwaway plot plot point in some episode where where you do have um, people going up against a, a, a complex and sophisticated international crime ring, and some dumb bitch will launch off. This is America speaking, and everybody's literally shouting about how they're planning on killing him, and he can't understand a word. You know who that is, right? <laughs> That's that is clearly Renee. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you know what? You know what would be awesome about that scene is, okay, it would be Renee being like, it's American, speak English. And Ollie would be like, stop it. Like, just <laughs> just kill the guys. You don't have to be rude about it. Uh, but regardless, uh, setting aside my, my niggles and nitpits, Nick. Wow, lost, lost <laughs> Close, that wow. one. So Nitpits makes it sound like there's something going on with t-shirts. and. Uh, okay. Setting aside my <laughs> minor complaints, I think I would probably give this overall arc uh, a biff in general. Mm-hmm. I do like 
um, that it's really about defining Oliver at the end of the day, and that's who we care about in this in this show, like in right. this point, right? Like we're watching Oliver's evolution, uh, and he is learning something and taking something away from them about what kind of person he is and what kind of hero he may eventually become. So I think there's a lot of value in here, and I I enjoy it quite a bit. I do think it served that, but maybe at the expense of not fleshing out Huntress enough. Yeah. yeah. Two episodes, got to keep moving a lot. Yeah. We even drop. We even drop the flashbacks to make more time for it, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. We do too, yeah. really. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. it's not. It's not the Hunter show, right? Like, if they had decided to keep going with that character, I feel like I agree. She would need mm-hmm. some fleshing out. But I think we end up with much stronger and more interesting characters as it goes along, especially when we, you know, hit season two and we get like I Sarah agree. in the yeah. mix and etc. Yeah. Like. And they do keep bringing her back almost every year. To mm-hmm. She's only something. been back once or twice, right? Oh, she's back once this year, and I think she's back in season two. For, she has four I think it's just the episode Birds of Prey. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. Yeah, we haven't but, seen yeah. her in many, many years now, though, I want to say. No, it feels a few years, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm okay who knows? They've uh, teased that there is some character returning who hasn't been seen since like season one. Oh, true. And I'm, I'm, I want it to be Walter Steele because oh, we haven't yeah. seen Walter's him in forever. Him. That would make more sense. I feel bad for him because after he was widowed and his company got bought by Ray Palmer, what was left? I mean, this he poor just guy disappeared. Yeah, he lost his life and his like he lost his family was, and his uh, job and and what does he do now? You know, he served on the he's board. A he's a vigilante. He's he learned he learned ninja attack skills in uh, in Australia. Yeah. Um, he serves on the board. Skills. He serves on the board and, of a giant some, investment took bank. Some Miracuda. I will once again. He's on the board of an investment bank. Huge, that comes and bails out Oliver in season two. Huge shout out to Colin Salmon in his role in Aziz Ansari's Master Everything. of None, in which just he plays everything. himself, yes. but which is a particularly there's just a fantastic episode in there where he invites the main character over to his apartment for a reason that you are not expecting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would like to see him come back. That's my that's my draft pick for for returning right. characters. Well, I wish it would be Tommy and just like regular Tommy. But, there's yeah, the, but the, guy's, the guy is dead, so I'm not sure exactly how, how that, that would, would work. Yeah, that's somewhat <laughs> yeah. self-contradictory there, John. They can bring him back from like Earth Two or Earth. Ex- yeah, there, right. There I mean, there's there's I so mean, many. There, it's there not like it hasn't so been done now. before. Yeah. This, is, this is normal, Tommy, but he's got a goatee. Yeah, yeah, and then he's absolutely not evil at all. He just he's, he's not really evil. To, the goatee is evil. He's committed to beard care, is all, and he's he's like it just makes me feel warm in the winter. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they keep bringing back other people from parallel universes. Why not Tommy? Sure, um, and sure. and that could be fun, but they won't do that. <laughs> all right, no. I think that is just about covered these two episodes. So. Mm-hmm. We will just thank thank our special guest, Lisa Schmeister. Thank you so much for being here, Lisa. This was awesome. I had a great time. Feel free to invite me back anytime if you'd like. <laughs> we will do that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, Guy English, for being here as always. <laughs> I think you've lost your conviction. <laughs> <laughs> was that supposed to be quippy or was that actually like... <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Guy, thanks for being here. Yeah, as always. Whatever. Uh John Moltz, it was a, it was a distinct pleasure having you here. <laughs> I just want to say I I just want to say that everybody's appearance on this episode was a biff for me. Okay. Oh. <laughs> really nice. Uh and thanks for reading along, everybody out there. We'll see you next time. <laughs>